Quick little insert here before we start this episode. This episode is actually an older episode of ours. This was done back in December, so if the time is off and what we're talking about is kind of confusing at the beginning, that's why. Also, we will have a brand new episode up for you guys Friday, but we kind of wanted to share this one for everyone on our other platforms. This one is on our YouTube. However, um, we wanted to make sure we put it on Spotify and everywhere else. So for today, for Wednesday, this is the episode that you guys get and we hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Lovely Freaks Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And today, we're we're doing this really early in the morning. We usually yep. don't do this this early in the morning. I'm really tired. I've only gotten three hours of sleep, so bear with us. Yeah, I had to go chase a dog down this morning. It's been a great... It's, we've gotten off to a rocky start. We had some technical difficulties, but it's okay. Um, so today, we're on episode eight... And we're going to be talking about a case that's pretty intense. So if you are not someone that can handle listening to torture or rape, I suggest that you do not listen to this episode. I will tell you guys when there's a bad part coming up and I'll kind of do that part kind of fast. So that way you can skip through it if you want to. So this case is pretty bad. And you might be wondering, why are you doing it then? Well, um, I believe that every case should be heard and every victim should be heard as well. Plus, these uh, douchebags need to be, their names need to be out there for all the world to see. So, anywho, I think that's pretty much it. Thanks, everybody who listened to the Christmas episode. I know it was kind of different, but you guys seem to like it. Um, Also... Happy New Year. Oh, I don't know if it'll be New Year's. Mm. It won't be New Year's, but it's getting close. So, we're also going to have an episode for you guys Friday. This episode's going up Wednesday, so this is a bonus episode. And then Friday, we're going to have one, but we don't know what we're going to do yet. So, but yeah, thanks everybody who has subscribed so far and all that, all that jazz. (laughs) I was waiting for you to do it. (laughs) I was like, I hope she does it. So, this is about the story of Jinko Fruta. Furuta, I think that's how you say her last name. So, we've both heard of this case. Yeah. This is, like, the worst case I've ever heard. And I wanted to do it because, I don't know. It's just, like, I remember listening to another podcast of this case and crying. Like, I had to pause and I was crying. That's how much... I don't know why it means so much. It's just really dark and I don't know. Yeah. Something about it. it. It's really bad and her story needs to be out there. So this was actually, did you know that they made a film about this? I did not know. They made a film about this in 2004, but it was, this, this case happens in Japan. So I think it was a Japanese film. They also have a manga, Mm -hmm. like a, they have a manga of this, like a book, Mm -hmm. you know, the Japanese manga. And... I heard it didn't do very well, though. And I kind of looked up some of the manga, and it was not as... It didn't look as bad, what I saw online, as what actually happened. Yeah. But it was inspired by it, I guess you could say. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was about to be like, that's a little weird and not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to try to get all these names right, because I've done my studies 
<laughs> and I've really tried to pronounce them right. But if I get some of these names wrong, forgive me because this is Japan, you know, and I'm, I'm horrible with foreign names. Also, if you hear little feet prints like that right there that you're probably hearing, the little dee 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 my dog's walking around. <laughs> so yeah. we're all over the place this morning, but that's okay. So Junko Furuta attended high school at the Misato in Satama, Japan, I believe. So she was really, she was a young girl. At the time that this happened, I believe she was 17. She had already graduated high school. But in high school, she didn't drink. She didn't smoke. She didn't do drugs. So she was a pretty straight-laced kid. And a lot of the people around in that high school were in, like, gangs or they did do you know, they did go to parties and things like that, but she didn't. She had a really high grade point average, and she was very picky about who she dated. So, Hiroshi Mignano, he was the boy, he had, like, a huge crush on her in high school. And Junko did not have a crush on him, because Mignano, he was kind of, like, the bully of the high school, and he was also involved with the Yakuza, so the Yakuza, <clears throat> if you don't know, is kind of like an organized crime. They're kind of like the mafia, yeah, like the Japanese mafia. mafia. Yeah. So he, she like totally rejected him. He was like, I want to go out with you. This is in high school. And she rejected him. And so they went on about their lives or whatever. But I obviously he was still holding on to it as like a grudge. And you'll see why in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So she graduated with honors, and she worked part-time at an employee retailer store. So I don't know what kind of, I think it was like an electronic retailer. I guess like their version of Best Buy or something like that. And that's where she was working. Mignano was a low-ranking member of the Yakuza. So he wasn't like, you know, a high-ranking member or nothing like that, obviously. But he was kind of like the, the boy that would, you know go fetch them coffee or something like that. So he wants to sound more badass in the story, but he's really not. So he's not like, you know, so How old was he? I think he was like same age. I think he was like 18. I think he was 18. 17 or 18 at the time. That's so really young. I mean, yeah, yeah. He was still to young. Be in the Yakuza. <clears throat> well, they start like, um, I was going to say training, but not training. They start recruiting them when they're really young. And and I'll get into Mignano in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so Minato. So Mignano and Minato. Remember the toe on okay. this one. So Minato Watanabe. No, not Watan. Wabahara? Wabahara. Sorry. We're just going to call him Minato. He was Mignano's <laughs> close friend. It's so difficult, I know. So, he was his close friend, and since they were both in the Yakuza together, what they would do was they would go to, like, parks and stuff, and on their, I guess, downtime, what you could say, was really screwed up, they would go to parks, and they would rape women. Like, they would just go and try to find a woman, and they would rape her, and steal her stuff. may I say, how can you have a group of friends... Who are just like, yeah, let's all go rape some girls. Yeah, like, I can't even find a friend. <clears throat> yeah. One friend. Because there's like four of these guys that are pretty, like the main four in the story. And all of them like, what they do to Junko 
they all do it. So it's it's crazy to me how all of them are. Yeah, like you said, yeah. the same. Like, like, like yeah, this is a great idea. Like it's so that. stupid. Yeah. Well, that's just like the Chicago Ripper Crew, which we'll talk about them one day. They're like <clears throat> a cult, and they're pretty intense. And the things that they do, I'm just like, all of them were like, yeah, let's do that. Like, how do you find people like that? I don't know. So, Mignano was riding his bike, and they spotted Junko in the store, uh, in the store, spotted Junko in the park one day, and Mignano told Minato, he said, go over there and kick her bike, and so he did, he went and kicked her bike, and I don't know, said something to her, you know, and she, she fell down, and then Mignano came over, and he played like the hero, he was like, you know, I'm gonna save the day, and so, he went over to her and he said, that one's crazy. He threatened me with a knife not too long ago. You may still be in danger, so I'll walk you home. So this is what he's telling Junko. So he's pretending to be like this hero and he's like, yeah, that he didn't yeah, claim like to they're... know who he was. But he was like, yeah, that one's crazy. You know, talking about Minato. Yeah. And Junko thought, okay, well, this guy, well, she probably thought, okay, this guy's really nice, and he's going to walk me home, and, you know, what could be the harm in that? Like what were you going to say? It was like their plan. Yeah, I mean, they planned all this out before, you know, before they went over there and kicked her bike down. Yeah. So, Junko realized shortly after they started walking that they were walking in a different direction. And so, Mignano led her to an abandoned warehouse where he raped her and then told her the truth about it being all set up. So, at that point, she knew, you know, that the guy that kicked her bike over was actually with him and this was all like a ruse to get her to the warehouse. He said, if you scream, you're dead. He then took her to a hotel then he called um, his two other friends, Joe Argura and Watanabe Shina Yasushi. I think that's how you say that. So we're just going to call them Agura and Watanabe. And he bragged to them about, you know, what he did. And them being the asshats that they are, they were like, oh, please keep her, you know, because they wanted to have a turn with her, which is really messed up. But, yeah, they wanted to have a turn, and so they begged him, like, please keep her. We want this, you know, young girl for, girl for them. You know, they want to rape her as well. So the Yakuza, like I said, is, like, organized crime. It's like the mafia of Japan. But nowadays, it's more kind of like biker gangs and old men. So there's not really a lot of people that are getting into it. So it's not as big as it was, but back in... This time, which was um, the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, <clears throat> it was a pretty big deal. The gang of four had actually been raping several different women. So they had a woman before that they had kidnapped and raped, but they let her go. So I thought that was interesting because mm-hmm. this, I think the woman that they kidnapped and raped before Junko was only like, 
a couple weeks before her. So yeah. it's really, I think the whole reason why they do what they did to her, and we're getting that in just a minute, is because she rejected Miniato in high school, mm. which is so like douchey. Grow up, like really? <laughs> they they're not in high school anymore. They've been graduate. They've yeah. graduated. Like Eighteen. Yeah, 17. she was living her best life, you know, and it's like. Okay, dude. So he still holds a grudge just because you didn't want to go out with me. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> douchebag. So whatever. At about three a.m., they all took Junko to the park. They all took a turn raping her, and then they told her that they were like, "We're gonna take you somewhere, and if you scream, if you try to get away or whatever, we're gonna kill your entire family." So the big thing that they used over and over again was that they were in the Yakuza and she didn't know. I mean, she didn't know what, you know, level they were in. She didn't know yeah. if they were serious about being able to call somebody up. And I'm up. sure they bragged around school like, yeah, I'm part of the Yakuza. So they, she probably really did think that they were. I'm sure they bragged. Knowing oh, that. yeah. Which they were part of the Yakuza, but... Not as much, but I'm sure they were like, oh, yeah, we kill people all the time. Yeah. Like... It's no big deal. And I don't know if, yeah, like, I don't really know if they could have gotten somebody to kill her family. Probably not. But she probably would have went home and never told anybody anyways. I mean, they've done this to other girls in the past, and obviously they haven't gotten caught. So those girls were scared enough not to tell their families or anything. So then, um... This all happened. This was November 25th, 1988. So, like I said, this was the late 80s. And Junko, at the, this time, she was 17. So, that night, they took her to a house in the Ayash, Ayashi District. I know I'm saying all this wrong. In Tokyo. <laughs> so, they took her to this house, and she was scared that they were going to kill her whole family. So, of course, she went. Um, the house was owned by Minato's parents, so, and we'll get into the parents because they are insane as well. Well, they're not, I think they were even scared of their, of their kids. No. Yeah, I really do. Because I think that these boys, obviously they did have a good connection with the Yakuza, you know, but and you know why. But, I don't know. We'll get into that. No, there's so, no way. Like, if Isaac came and he was part of, like, the mafia. Yeah, yeah. But they claim later, they claim that they were also, like, scared of their kid. And he kind of, like, ruled the roost, I guess you could say. So, but still, if the things that, if I knew anything like this was going on in my house, I would lose it. I'd probably, I would beat the living crap out of my kid. Yeah. <laughs> And you'll see why in a minute. So, Mignano, um, growing up, he had a pretty, not super awful childhood. I mean, his parents both worked. There was always food on the table. He wasn't, you know, deprived of anything. There was abuse in his family, but I don't think any physical abuse happened to him. I think it was just him and his, like, his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, <clears throat> excuse me, he also... Because of the violence in his family, he started getting into a lot of fights in school and everything. Mm-hmm. And so his mom and dad put him in martial arts. And they put him in um, judo. Yeah. So he went to a judo school. And he learned how to, like, 
control his anger and all that, which is really great. And then when he got out, he was doing really good. He started working at, I can't remember where he started working. I think it was some sort of uh, factory or something. And then he kept getting into trouble and he eventually got into trouble, got his license taken away. And so then it kind of just went downhill from there because he was, that's what it was. He got a car and he was really excited and he was doing good. But then he started getting into trouble with the car. And then he eventually joined the Yakuza. Yeah. So he had a lot of charges against him. So he was kind of like the the really bad one, I guess you could say. Bad kid. Yeah. So he also used, he started huffing uh, paint thinner. So that's never good. Um, and that probably contributed to some of his craziness as well. Yeah, probably lost his mind because of it. Yeah. So, November 27th. So, like I said, they kidnapped her on the 25th. And on November 27th, so this is two days after her disappearance, her family, Junko, her family calls the police and they file a missing persons report. And obviously, Mignato and Minato got ear or got wind of the missing person and so I, I guess maybe it was on the news or something so mm-hmm. they quickly told her to call her family and they said call your family and tell them that you've ran away that you're fine and that they need to call off the search and that's exactly what she did and she did it because they were like if we don't you know if you don't call your family and you don't tell them all this and you don't make it convincing we're going to go over there and kill them we're going to have the yakuza murder your entire family like mom dad aunt uncle you know whatever yeah. your entire family and so she did that. And that right there, that's... I mean, she was 17 years old. Like, I imagine, like, if somebody, even a random person that I didn't know, just told me that when I was 17, I would do it. I mean, yeah. Because I'd be too scared. I can't, I can't blame her for that. Yeah. And her parents don't blame themselves for... Because, obviously, she was very convincing, is, like, what they've told, you know, reporters or whatever in mm-hmm. the past... That she was really convincing and, but still, I mean, I've, I just can't imagine like one of my kids calling. Be like, hey mom, I'm gone, bye. Don't yeah, look especially me. since she had just gotten a brand new job and, you know, she was doing really good yeah. in life. But and she has like A's and everything. Yeah, I mean, she was a straight, straight A kid. So Minato told his parents, this is one of the things he told his parents because they were like, hey, Who's that strange girl that's, like, always around, you know? And they were like, oh, it's Mignano's um, girlfriend. And they believed him. And at this point, she wasn't, like, beaten or anything like that. So she looked normal. But she was probably acting a little strange. Yeah, but, like, imagine she's coming into the house. Like, my parents would not let me have my boyfriend just like oh yeah you can stay here spend yeah. the night like i don't every know every day <laughs> yeah i don't know if they knew that she was in the bedroom upstairs spending the night or maybe they made it look like oh she went home you know or something like that yeah. but obviously they don't ever go in his room if they claimed that they didn't know this was going on and you're about to hear why so she was kept in this bedroom in this hellhole for 44 days so, everything that I'm about to tell you happened in 44 days. Um, and I'm going to go kind of go through it quickly. And I'm not going to try to linger on all this too much because yeah. it's pretty awful. 
little too much. I will say, so this is full disclaimer. I'm about to talk about different methods of torture that they used. And we're just going to kind of go spin through this kind of quickly. Um, so if you don't want to hear this part, just skip through it, I guess you could say. Um, from here on out, though, there's going to be times where I'm going to actually talk about some bad stuff. But this is the major things that happen. So she was made to be kept naked. She was humiliated. She was raped every day in her, both in her vagina and her anus. More than a hundred men were believed to come over and have raped her. So he called all his Yakuza buddies over the span of 44 days. And in, she, she was raped about 500 times over the span of 44 days is estimated. Mm -hmm. She was also at one point on when one day she was raped by 12 different men. So she was kind of just, as you can see, she was kind of just kept as like this sex doll, I guess you could say. She endured physical beatings, including hits with golf clubs, bashing of the face against cement floor. Mm -hmm. The hundred men who were believed to have raped her had also reportedly urinated on the girl she was frequently urinated on when she when they couldn't like get aroused because she was you know she looked really bad or something like that they would make her masturbate in front of them um they would force different objects into her orifices including bottle and iron bars scissors roasting needles and chicken skewers with And all these things were provided, like, they would just go to, like, the store or whatever and find all these things to to use. Um, She was also limited on food and water. So, she was getting dehydrated. She was getting malnourished. And keep in mind, this is over the span of 44 days. Um, She was forced to eat live cockroaches and drink her own urine. They had forced fireworks into her anus and set them on fire, which caused severe burns. Her nipples, one of her left nipple was ripped off with pliers. She was humiliated and kept naked the entire time. And they never let her wear clothes at all? Mm-mm, they never let her wow. wear clothes. The, she had dumbbells dropped on her stomach while she laid on the floor with her hands tied behind her. And that resulted in bladder loss and bladder control. Mm. And we'll get into some of that in a minute. Um, she was hung upside down from the ceiling and used as a punching bag. She was kept in a freezer. I don't know where the freezer came from, but I guess it was like a walk-in freezer. So they would put her in there for like several hours or they would make her sleep on the balcony in like the freezing cold. Mm. Um, she had her eyelids burnt with hot wax or lighters. She had her breast pierced with sewing needles and her vagina and clit were burned with, uh, cigarettes or light lighters. And a hot bulb, this is really bad, not that all the other wasn't, Yeah. a hot bulb was inserted into her, her vagina and they heated it up until it exploded inside her. And yeah, so she also had... And they did all this, and they're not even, I mean, I guess they're not serial killers, but they just did all this. They're so young, it just makes me... Wonder why they did it? Yeah, and also yeah. like... 
Because their lives, like, there's nothing about their lives that were, like, depraved. Like, they didn't kill kittens as a kid or nothing like that. They were just... And also, they would just come home and, like, they would have a bad day and just be like, okay, I'm just going to beat her up because I feel bad. You know, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. angry. I'm just going to beat this girl up. Yeah. And the weights that they used, like, when they would would put her on the ground and tie her down or whatever and then drop the weights on her. I'm not sure how heavy they were, but they were obviously pretty heavy because dropping the weights on her stomach made her lose bladder control. And so she would like use the bathroom on herself or something like that. And they would get pissed off at her and then they would beat her some more. And I'm like, that is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like it's gonna, she's not going to be able to hold her pee. Yeah. (laughs) She couldn't even like crawl to the bathroom and it was only a one story house. Yeah. They used to make her downstairs. Yeah. And she couldn't even crawl down the... It would take hours for her to just crawl down the bathroom. Yeah, because when she would be like, okay, I'm going to try to go to the bathroom, they would make her They would make her go by herself. And they would be like, yeah, just crawl to the bathroom. And it was downstairs, which makes me wonder, like, why the parents... They had to that. have seen her. Exactly. They're such liars. She's naked. Yeah. Bruised all over her. Like, it's this beaten girl that's crawling down the... St- it, t- it took her hours, so what were you guys doing during those hours? So, anyways, ten days in, she was unable to breathe through her nose because of the beatings. This is only ten days in, and she survived 44 days. It's speculation. It was either 44 or 41. I've heard different reports, but whatever the case, it was way longer than anybody I yeah. I would have ever and been able to And a lot of people survive. say, oh, that's not a lot of days. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's All a month and what a month and a, a month week and or week. something yeah. like that. But still, like, like all that torture yeah. must have been felt like. And because years. of her intern, because of her internal injuries, she couldn't keep water or food down. So she was not only dehydrated and soiling herself, and her nose was broken, and then her hands, they crushed those with the dumbbells, too. I mean, her hands were so crushed that they were, like, powder. Like, they weren't Yeah, like, all the bones in her body were, and her hands were broken. Yeah, so she started, you know, she started looking really bad. So, once again, I don't understand how these parents didn't see this. And they don't ever get charged with anything. Full disclaimer there. They don't get charged with nothing. Um, in early December, she was able to get to a phone somehow, and she was trying to call the police, and she called the police, and she got a hold of the dispatch, but right as she, you know, the dispatch was like, hello, police, Mignano caught her and hung up the phone, and of course, that, that just really made him mad, and... So, in order to punish her, they decided that, you know, they weren't going to do the regular beatings like they've been doing. They decided to uh, set her legs on fire. So, that was when they started setting her on fire. They would douse her legs. And I have no idea how that even happens. Like, I, I want to know how they didn't catch the house on fire. How, yeah. where were they? Were they in the tub? Like, I, they had to have taken her to the bathtub yeah. and set her legs on fire. And then they would burn her legs for, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Because they were inside when they did yeah. it. They would burn her legs for like five or ten minutes and then they would put the fire out. Um, which is crazy to me. So, a bad part right here. She, there was like this, there's this orange drink in Japan that they drink and I can't remember what it's called, but it's like this orange glass bottle. Mm-hmm. So, they put it inside of her 
in her anus and they shattered the bottle by punching her repeatedly. So when they did this, this caused her to become septus. And how she survived after that, I have no idea. So she became septus and due to being septus and all that, her body started like decaying, I guess you could say. Mm. Um, Some of the DNA found in her from being raped was by other men and they were charged. So some claimed that they were bullied into doing this, like the Yakuza, the Yakuza like, I guess came over because that was another thing. I was like, there was a hundred men that came over, and like this is legit a hundred men that came just, over and did this. Just random, men and or none right? of them. They they're all, all they're all Yakuza, part of the right? Yakuza. Yeah, okay. yeah. So none of them were like, uh, she looks really bad, guys. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, why like, didn't they were like, uh, guys, like this, this is, is disgusting, disgusting, and she's about to die, and I don't, you know. One of them, however, um, did come forward and, and, and say that he was bullied and his name was Yahara. He told his brother after he got, like, he, he said he was bullied into raping her. Like, they were like, we're gonna slit your throat if you don't rape her. So he had to do it. And then he was really scared. So when he went home, he told his brother and his brother called the police. This is the part that pisses me off. This was 16 days in, and you know this. Yeah, it pissed me off 16 days in. So, it's actually reported that if this would have went the way it was supposed to, that she could have survived. Because she was pretty severely beaten and bad things had happened to her at the 16-day mark. But it wasn't so bad that it couldn't have been reversed. So, 16 days in, he gets bullied into raping her. Yahara, he calls his brother. Or he goes home, he tells his brother. His brother immediately calls the police. And so they go over to the house and they knock on the door. And they're like, hey, we heard a girl was being, you know, held captive in here and raped and all this stuff. And the parents and Mignano probably were standing there and they were like, there's no girl in here. And Mignano was like, yeah, there's no girl here. Let me come on in. If you want to check, you can. So, the, so they didn't because they said... If anybody was holding someone captive like that, why would they let us in? What? Why wouldn't you just? Why walk wouldn't in you just check? walk in to check? Why wouldn't you just confirm that? Like that yeah. pissed me off. And which, by the way, these cops since then have been fired and they've been cast out of their community. Good. Which good on them. Like, like she could have been home. I mean, she would have yeah. had a lot of problems, but she still would have been alive. Yeah, I mean, she still. At the 16-day mark, she still would have, she still would, would have probably not been able to fully recover from her bowels and things like that. But guys, this is only 16 days in, like just 16 days, and yeah. we're still not done. So, after 20 days of this torture and hell that she was in, she just kept telling them, she kept begging them to kill her. She was like, "Just kill me." She's like, "I don't really care anymore." I just want to die, which I probably would have, like, jumped off the balcony and killed myself. Yeah. But I don't think she could because she couldn't, like, move hardly. Yeah. So, she was begging them. Um, but they got mad at her for this. They got mad because they she were like, you don't need to, to die. Herself? Yeah. And so, they ripped her fingernails off. Oh. All of them. Yeah. 
Um, I fucking hate them so mad. They would make her, like I told you, they would make her crawl to the bathroom. They even were punching her so hard that her eardrums bust. So at this point, and that's another thing I I was telling Hannah, I was like, why would you even, because they were still raping her. So she's septus. She's looking bad. And they still were raping Raping her. her. And I'm just like, I would not even... Her face must have been bloody, swollen. It was. Her nose wasn't... Everything. I don't understand how they raped her if there was glass in certain orifices. Yeah. Yeah. Because after about 20, 22 days in, 23 days in, they pretty much stopped. That was when they stopped raping her because they said that she smelled and she was like, she smelled like a rotting corpse, basically. And that's only 22 days in. She lives 44 days. Let's just keep that in mind here, guys. I don't know how she survived to 44. She was a trooper, that's for sure. I mean, I think that even if they would have, even if the police would have found her at like 30 days, I still think she would have made it because she makes it to 44 days. And you're fixing to see, well, hold on, I'm getting ahead. So, since she was beaten and bloody and, and smelled bad and was nasty and all that, which, by the way, you guys, they never let her, like, take a bath. They never were like, let's go put you in the bathtub or yeah. nothing like that. She shat herself. She peed on herself. Yeah. And they were just like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, since all this was going on, they decided to find a girl in the park and rape her. She was a 19-year-old girl. But she got away. Keep that part in mind because that's going to be a big thing here at the end when they get caught. So, on January 4th, 1989, so that she was captured on November 25th, and on January 4th, this is the final moments. Mignano challenged Junko to a game of Maja, and somehow she won the game. So, she beat him. Well, obviously, you guys know where this is going. That just pissed him off because Which, how dare she beat him at something. Like, that is kind of, not funny, but like ironic because she's literally beaten down, mm-hmm. bruises all over her. Oh, I think it's badass. She didn't, she's starving. Yeah, I think and it's badass. She was more, like, yeah, fuck yeah, you. I'm going to beat intelligent you at this game than them. Than them. Yeah. Like, they must have been stupid. <laughs> yeah. I'm not laughing at her being beat. I'm, I'm laughing at the them. fact that she won the game. Like, that yeah. is aw- awesome to me. I wish she would have survived. It just shows just so how badass she is. She could have been like, yeah, I'm badass. Um, but, of course, that She could have survived off. if, you know, the police would have done her job properly. Um, so, this made them mad, obviously. And so, they beat her with iron bars, set her legs, arms, face, and stomach on fire. And she fell into shock and died. So she fell to the floor, started convulsing, obviously, and and then she died. She died from all the abuse. And that was on January 4th. The next morning... um, The next morning, though... So the four boys, they called their Yakuza buddies, or they called the gang members, or whatever. And they were like, hey, uh, she's dead. And so, they decided that they were going to put her in a 55-gallon drum filled with concrete and put her in an abandoned dump. And 
which was stupid of them because that kind of preserved the DNA that was on her. It didn't necessarily yeah. preserve her body because it kind of decayed a little faster, but it did preserve all the DNA, all the fingerprints, hair, fibers, all that stuff. It preserved which it. Which just shows how freaking stupid un- they stupid. are. Yeah. Just very stupid. And I guess the 55-gallon drum with the concrete, like, so Mignano, wh- where he was working, he was kind of working for something like that. So he was able to, um, because I was like, where does he find the 55-gallon drum? And then I realized yeah. it was kind of his workplace or whatever. Mm-hmm. So January 23rd, 1989, Mignano and Agora were both arrested for rape of the 19-year-old girl that we talked about in the, in the park. The one that they went too because they were tired of Junko. So in Japan, which is crazy to me, this part, but it's actually like this is kind of crazy. So in Japan, unlike here, you know, where you have a 24 hour, a 48 hour hold, you can only hold somebody for 48 hours unless yeah. you show like evidence and stuff like that. In Japan, they don't have that rule. So you can hold somebody however long you feel deemed necessary mm-hmm. until you want to let them go. You can hold somebody till you do find the evidence. Uh, it's cr- which is crazy. So they held them for months, and months later, in March, uh, March 29th, the police were interrogating them once again, and they were interrogating them for a murder. So they thought because they found underwear in Mignano and Orgora's apartment, but mm-hmm. that was no- so. Of course, she wasn't murdered there because she yeah. was murdered at Minato's house. house. But in their apartment, they found women's underwear. And they thought that it belonged to... The 19-year-old? No. They thought it belonged to a mother and... There was a mother and a son oh, that yeah. got murdered. murdered. And so they thought that maybe that was the mother's underwear. Mm-hmm. They were trying to connect because they already knew that they had raped this girl. So they were trying to see, okay, maybe they raped her kidnapped both of them and, and killed the mother and the son. Um, but <laughs> they didn't. But they're dumb because instead of just waiting to see what the police have on them, they think that they're talking about Junko. They think the police are talking about Junko. And so it was either Mignano or, or Gura, which, whichever one, confessed first because they thought the other person was in the other room confessing about Junko too. Yeah. So they just, they both confessed. Basically, which is crazy to me. <laughs> which, I mean, imagine being the police officer and they're like, yeah, they here. they pretty much fall into this murder. Yeah, and, and they're, they're like, like Wait, uh, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? What, what are you talking, are you talking about? about? Um. So, anyways, they confess to Junko's murder. They tell the police where they can find the body, and they found Junko's body, but they were only able to identify her through fingerprints and dental records, which tells you how bad her body was beaten and bruised. Like, they couldn't... Facial recognition was, like, absolutely not. They couldn't They couldn't recognize her. So, all four boys, Minato, Minyana, Agora, and Watanabe, they were all brought up on sexual assault charges and murder. July 31st, 1999, was their first... when their first trial took place in Tokyo. And since they were all underage, they were not made to reveal their names, like, through court. So, the public had no idea who these boys were. Which I keep calling yeah. them boys, but one of them was, like, 18. So, I mean, you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a boy. So, but I guess Japan has different 
Because at 18, you're considered an adult in the U.S. So if you yeah. commit a crime, you go to prison. You know, you don't go to juvie. So I don't know. I guess in Japan, maybe you have to be a little bit older. Because mm-hmm. all these boys are considered... Adults. No, they're all... Con- in Japan, they're all considered oh. juveniles. Juveniles, okay. Because none of them had to show their... No one had to show their identity. Yeah. But the newspaper, there was a newspaper in Japan that uh, they were pissed and they didn't like this idea. They were like, I don't give a crap if they're five years old. They did exactly. something horrific to a young girl and they needed their names to be out there. So they found their names. They like dug around. They did some investigating. Good on them. And they exposed them, which for the first time ever, I can say that that was great yeah. journalism. Uh, <laughs> that was really good. A good thing that they did. Um, but... All four boys, instead of confessing to first-degree murder, which is what it was, they confessed only to, this is what they confessed, causing bodily harm that resulted in death. Which, for people that don't understand that, means that they said, well, we didn't know she was going to die. We just did all this. We caused bodily harm to her. That would be like getting into a bar fight. And you beating somebody up without the intention of killing them, but it just escalates. And you're like, oh my god, I killed this person. That is not Not, what they did. No. (laughs) By no means. You tortured If they honestly thought that she wasn't going to die from all this, then they're dumb. Like, they're absolutely, they're just stupid. Like, why would they set her on fire, put stuff inside her? Yeah, and there's no mention of, like, their IQ being low. Yeah. It doesn't say that they're geniuses. They're not like no Ed Kemper or nothing like that. But they're not, they don't have a low IQ. So they knew what they were doing. Mignano was sentenced the worst. He was sentenced the worst, but really wasn't that bad. He was sentenced to 20 years. So in Japan, 20 years or life is like the worst sentences you can get in Japan. So he was only sentenced to 20 years. Ogura was sentenced to eight years in juvie, Minato five to seven years, and Watanabe five to nine years. So yeah, for anybody that's out there with their jaw dropped to the floor, all of these guys are out right now in Japan, mm-hmm. living their best life or doing whatever they do. A lot of them have been rearrested multiple times and, you know, arrested, rearrested, arrested. A lot of them have tried to change their names. But they, the, the newspaper still to this day, like, every time they try to change their name, they, like, figure it out and yeah. set it out there. <laughs> and I'm Which like, Yeah. I'm like, that, that's really good. But also, like, they did try to appeal to the judge because they were like, oh, that's too long. And oh, the yeah. judge did give him more more years because they were like, he was like, uh, fuck you, no, you're going to get more years. Yeah, I think Minato actually only served, was a, supposed to only serve like 10 years and he thought it was too long, so the judge gave him 20. He gave yeah. him like the max of Japan. But still, that's not enough. I feel like life would be better. Life or death? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm totally for the death penalty when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. for sure. Because they're insane. And then after... I don't even think they should have actually died, like, quick. They should have been tortured to death, yeah. personally. That's my opinion. <laughs> for but, 44 days. But, like, after they even... not They kind of bragged about it. Like, people would tell like, be like... Oh, yeah, they were asked if yeah. they felt any remorse. Even to this day, they've been asked, like, in prison or something like that. Someone will be like, 
you know, do you do you have any remorse or anything like that? And they're like, yeah, no. They would just no, talk about it like it was, like, oh, yeah, I knew yeah. that girl and I did that. Yeah, okay. But I will like, say the reason why I think that they did this is because, number one, they were part of the Yakuza, which the Yakuza wasn't really known for this type of violence, even back in the day. Like, they weren't known for, like, torture and stuff like that. They were known for rape and, and all that, but they took it a little too far. And I think towards the end, I think, like, by the 20th day when she was getting septus and all that, I don't think that there was 100 men coming over at that point. Like, mm-hmm. I think they probably probably told the Yakuza, like, oh, she's dead. Or, you know, they would only let their friends that didn't care what she looked like or whatever to come over. Because yeah. I think that if any high-ranking Yakuza official would have seen her at the 21-day mark or 22, 23, 30, they would have been like, um, you need to just take her out back and kill her. Like, this is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Um, but I can't say for sure. That's just me like, thinking that. They just wanted... I feel like the only reason they did this is I think it they had, were cocky. They yeah. wanted... They wanted and in Japan and China, in Japan and in China, especially in the 80s, I don't know, not so much now, but back back then, um, women were not looked at as something, they were just looked at, uh, as they were just object. looked at as objects. Yeah. yeah. So they were, it was just an object that they could just, you know, rape or do whatever they wanted to they with them. They didn't see him as a human being. No, they didn't see him as a human being. Um, I don't know if it's still that way now. I can't, I can't speak for that. So... Minato's parents, the parents that, the house, you know, the house, um, they were not charged with anything because they claimed that they didn't know. And then later on, they claimed that they were just terrified of their son. Okay, whatever. But they were made to give Junko's parents $500,000. So, which I would have just, I'd have been like, no judge, I'm fine. Yeah, I would have laughed in their face and been like, no, I don't want any money. I want my daughter back. Yeah. But no amount of money can They took the money, I guess. and But they that still didn't matter. Like, Juko's mom, she was in... She had to go into a mental, mental institution when she found out about what happened to her. Because in court, you know, yeah. they, they told. And she was sitting there and heard all that. And so it just... It did a really bad job. I don't know today what her parents are doing or where they are. But I know at the time... In the 90s, she had to go into a mental mental institution. Which, if even me, and I'm, I'm like, I don't have a daughter. If it was like Adeline, and like she was older, I would just, I would go insane too. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, just hearing that. Yeah, no. The torture and everything. So, because that they, because they were sentenced so lightly because they were juveniles, and because of the crime, the public was pissed. They were like, I don't care how old they are. Yeah. And they were, there was such an outrage at the time that they tried to make the law, like, they tried to get the laws to change, but they never did. So, still, I guess, still to this day, the juvenile laws are still the same. But the public really tried. Like, they tried hard to get the laws to change. I think there was, like, even a, a bill that they were trying to pass, but it didn't get, it didn't get passed. Mm-hmm. Um, there are pictures of this case, but I don't recommend you looking them up. You can look up mm-hmm. a picture of Junko. And that's probably the only picture we're going to put on here is her and the boys. But the boys' pictures, like, their eyes are blacked out, except for one. And that's, uh, I think Agura, his picture's not. And we'll put those pictures up, but I'm not going to put any other ones. Um, she was a beautiful girl, though. Yeah, she was she really was pretty. Really pretty. 
yeah, but that's it. That's that's the case of Junko, um, and her forty four days of hell, forty four, forty one. May whatever. I say I've heard many cases about serial killers and all this other stuff, but this is the worst case I've ever heard. Oh, uh, that's pretty bad. Like, I'm surprised I didn't cry. I held myself together. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this one's pretty bad, but I think the way that she died was pretty badass. Not saying how she died. I'm saying, like, she was like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to beat you at Maja. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm beaten, bruised, battered, and I'm on the brink of death, but I'm still going to kick your ass because I'm smarter than you. So, you know, I thought that was pretty, like, good on her. Like, one last hurrah. Um, but, yeah, it's really sad that she died, period. And she didn't have to. Like we said, the police, they would have done their job. Maybe. Everything would have been fine. They just had to walk into that house. If they just checked, they'd been like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm just going to check. That's why they got case. cast out of the community and fired because they were actually, they, they actually didn't go with the protocol. The protocol was to walk into the house no matter what. If they got a yeah. call like that, they were supposed to walk into the house. I think personally that maybe they, because I do know in the 80s and 90s, the Yakuza also had like their hands in the police, police. and not like you know, the Irish mob or nothing like that where they own the police. But I think um, they probably, one of the police officers, whichever one, you know, probably was in the Yakuza or something like that. And I'm just speculating here. I'm not saying this happened. But maybe he was in the Yakuza and he was like, you know, oh, it's fine. You know, let's get out of here. He's telling the truth. Like they didn't really check the house and they just said, yeah, the house is fine. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that's that's the case. It's pretty bad. It's this one and the toy box killer are like the two main that I'm just like, yeah, that was really awful. Um, hopefully you guys got through all of it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you skipped through the really bad parts, which is totally fine. Um, I'm hoping that the people that didn't listen, like, hopefully they'll go listen to our other episodes. Yeah. They're <laughs> um, not as heavy. They're not as bad, yeah. So, but we mm, wanted to tell you this because, like, I just I, believe I that every really story. I wanted her story to yeah, be told. I, I believe every to story know. should be told. Um, from, from, for the victims. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever so people the boys. Know. We don't I don't live them. in Japan, but. If anyone in Japan is listening to this, yeah, you need to know, if you don't know this story, you need to know this story because you need to know who these guys are. And, you know. They're Roman free They're right Roman now. free. Yeah. I mean, they might be in jail right now for something like rape or theft or something like that, but they're still older men that are out there. Um, so, yeah. I hope that you guys, um, you know, like this video, subscribe to our channel. Have a good New Year's. I think, yeah, have a good New Year's. I think Friday we're going to have an episode, which I think that's on New Year's. I don't know my days, y'all. Thursday is New Year's. No, Friday will be New Year's. It will? New Year's Day. Friday will be New Year's Day. So we'll have an episode for you guys um, Friday. I wanted to do Amityville Horror House, which I think we might do. That's fine with me or whatever you want to do. I want to do something a little lighter. We were going to do a serial killer, but... um, might want to do something a little light, a little lighter. Yeah. Some something this. ghostly. Or maybe we ought to do another alien one. We've done some ghosts. Alien ones are just hard, man, because... There's not a lot of... Stuff there's not a lot of... Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of the same, but there's... 
they're just, they're kind of difficult. So anyways, yeah, we love you guys and we hope that you have a great Wednesday. Go follow us on Instagram, Lovely Freaks on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it is Lovely Freaks Podcast. Go like all of our social media. Leave us a comment down below. Subscribe, like this video, hit the bell icon so you get notified every time we make new videos. And we will see you guys later. Bye. Bye.